you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. As we celebrate the NFL's 100th season, a series of roundtables were conducted around the 2018 postseason, consisting of a staggering array of NFL greats. These roundtables talked about the NFL's past glory, its present stars, and its promising future. Let's listen in. Well, you guys, we're here talking. We're going to celebrate like the, the 100 NFL 100 years. And I'm curious, all of us came from totally different backgrounds and places and college experiences, but we all had our first day in the NFL. And I want to ask you, what is your first NFL memory? Who wants to go first? We're D Lyman. I know y'all like to talk, so don't get shy. You got one? Ah, uh, I, I got, got my first <laughs> memory. I, I got drafted by the Cowboys, uh, I was in the dorm. They called me from the athletic department, and I had a good, nothing like today. It was I went a rotary up, phone, right? Yeah, <laughs> rotary phone. I went over there, <laughs> and uh, uh, I thought I was going to the Baltimore Colts. They kept they had the number one pick in the draft. They kept saying we're taking number one that night. They trade Barkowski, so I ended up going number two to the Cowboys. So I'm on a plane going to Dallas, Texas, and I got to walk in Coach Landry's office and, and meet Tom Landry. And on the way home, Gil Brandt, our scout general manager, they sold Coors beer in Texas. <laughs> first memory beer. Yeah, first, <laughs> I Coors beer back east. It was, was big. big. Yeah. It was big. And I brought two cases back to the dorm, and I was a hero for about an hour. <laughs> 
my memory of coming into the league uh, was my first minicamp. Uh, you know, this little kid from, from Norfolk, Virginia, um, uh, from the inner city, uh, coming up it's to the It's not say little kid, because you came in well, with 300. Yeah, well, well, you are well, sexy well, that's, 265 that's now, but you were no little kid. Let's not fool each other. That was back when you had the big yeah, shoulder yeah, pads. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but nevertheless, when I went to Buffalo, um, I knew it was cold, but I didn't know how cold and how long it stayed cold. But it, it was the end of May. It rained, hailed, and then snowed. And then the sun came back out in about 30 minutes. I said, what the hell have I got myself yeah. into? <laughs> yeah. I'd never seen such extremes of weather like that before, but that was a rude awakening. How about Miami, man? You, you, you go right straight up to the warm weather. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, my, my, my first NFL memory, obviously, was the day I got called by Jimmy Johnson. And, and unlike you guys, I didn't know I was going to the league. Like, I was a small guy coming out of Akron, 230 pounds. You know, that's when defensive ends were built like you guys. You know, they were 280, 290, 275, whatever. And at 235, never having played the position, didn't know it was coming. And so I get that call from Jimmy Johnson, asked him when I was going to play, and he said, you're, you're going to play football. That's what he said, and just kind of put me out there and, I, and said, chase the ball. Don't worry about where to line up. Don't worry about any, any blitzes, coverage, any of that stuff. Just go <clears> find <throat> the football. But most importantly, I had a coach that took a young guy and really believed in him and, and gave me that chance to just go, go fail, and we'll figure it out. That sounded like a dream come true to everybody else at the table because that was not happening with us. And Howie, Raiders, what was your first memory? You know, much like Jason, you're not quite sure. Small school guy. I think we played on TV once. So I didn't know where I was going. Raiders draft me. I go from Villanova, where there's a priest on every floor, to the Oakland Raider locker room. Where there was? There wasn't a priest anywhere around. <laughs> My first memory is just even trying to feel like you belong, because I'm Texas Southern. I, yeah. I come from a little small school, too. But I remember going into the Giants locker room, the first minicamp, they bring the rookies in, and they had the physicals. And they brought the vets in to do their physicals, but they came in later in the afternoon. And I saw Eric Dorsey, who was a big defensive end. We had first-round pick out of University of Oklahoma. He walked into that locker room. He had on a full black bodysuit. I mean, shouldn't have, you know, no man should wear a bodysuit, but he had on a full <laughs> black a big bodysuit. Yeah. And he just had muscles coming out of muscles. And I remember looking at him in my head thinking, if I got to look like that I'm to play in the NFL, I ain't going to make it. <laughs> I just will not make it. I mean, the guy, he, that, that was intimidating to me. But that was my first memory of walking to that locker room and the fact that, that Phil Sims looked at me and said, hey, Michael. And I was like, oh, he knows my name. You know, it is kind of like welcome, welcome to the NFL moment. But I think we all realize that once you get into that locker room, it's not college anymore. Yeah. Because this is a job. And all of us obviously have done our jobs really well. We wouldn't be sitting here at this table. So I'm curious, what do you think is the key to your success as a football player? Don't be shy. Well, brag I, I, on yourself, I, I, man. Look, this is look. about bragging on yourself right now. That's why we're doing this whole round table. Well, well I don't call it bragging. I call it stating the facts. I call it being um, Bruce. <laughs> no, no, I, I call it stating the facts. Look, everybody that's sitting at this table has a high football IQ. That's, that's not bragging. The athletic ability that sets them apart from any other player, that's not bragging. Now, when, when you, you, you put those elements together with 
the, the desire to compete and the desire to win, the desire to make the sacrifice to make sure when you walk out on that field, you are better prepared than your opponent. That's what's going to carry the Amen. day. Amen. Yeah. That's what's going to carry the day. You want to know the secret to success in this game is? There are no secrets. No. It's called hard work. It's called sacrifice. It's called commitment and being a disciplined player. And, and that's what I thought that I brought to the table. Who was the player that influenced your game the most? Start with you, Randy. When I was a little kid, I used to watch Ray Nitschke, right? Because he bald-headed, he had the black things and a big nose, and he was mean, and he was always hitting people. And so I go to the Columbus Touchdown Club when I'm a senior in college to get an award. Well, I saw his name on the thing, and I said, I want to meet Ray Nitschke while I'm here. So he said, well, I'll make that happen. So we go downstairs, and there's Ray Nitschke sitting with Art Donovan and Bobby Lane. Wow. And I get to meet these three guys. I mean, this is a big deal, right? And I had just gotten drafted by the Cowboys. They wouldn't make me a middle linebacker. When Nisky says, hey, kid, come over here. Sit down. Let me give you a little advice when you go to that Dallas team. He says, don't make any friends. He says, you knock the crap out of everybody you come up against. You'll have all the friends you need. I, I got to say, for me, I'm sitting here at the table with, with um, two of the guys, one being Howie. And then, of course, watching Bruce, I couldn't do what you did right. because you could turn a corner and be this high off the ground and get around the corner. I don't know how you did it without falling. Right. Right. So for me, it was watching all of you guys and what you were doing. It was, it was a motivator for me. It made me want to be great. And I realized how hard you guys worked to be great. And I wanted to be in that class, even though for me to sit here today, even with you guys, it kind of blows me away <laughs> because I don't see and never did see myself as a Hall of Famer. I was some kid who stumbled into football coming from Germany. I'll, I'll pinch you because you, you are. Right? But, yeah, but, still, but it are, blows yeah, my yeah, mind, yeah, man. Yeah. It's funny how things kind of trickle down. Because you, know, you watch Howie, you watch Bruce. And me being the youngest guy at the table, you know, being the, being the baby in the group. Don't rub it. you are. I have two of my idols sitting at the table with me, and guys that I've gotten to know over the years, and it's and I always chase. So it was Bruce and you, and then Willie McGinnis was the third guy that I really looked at. Because, like I said, when I got in, I had no idea what the hell I was doing at the end. So as you already alluded to, you're talking about Bruce and the way he leaned the corner. So I watch it, I break it down, I slow it down, I draw it up on paper, I put cones out, <laughs> PVC pipes leaning sideways, all those things. So I'm like, if I can get my body at this angle, Impossible. It, it, it wasn't gonna work. Like my ankle was gonna snap, my knee was gonna give out. So, all right, let me find something else about Bruce I can do, because this, ain't, this that's, ain't it. That's God-given. Yeah, yeah, that's this, God, that, yeah, that wasn't gonna work for me. So it was the same thing with Stray. I, I watched so, many, so much tape of you, of you and of Bruce and, and Willie McGinnis and the things he was doing in, in New England, because he was kind of the guy that Jimmy said, you know, a little bit more of an undersized guy, so to speak. He can stand up, he can be down at Body three point. Type. Yeah, so watch everything McGinnis does. You know, for me, when I first came into the league, there was this guy by the name of Ben Williams, and uh, I was like a sponge. I wanted to learn and, and, and understand the game and pick up little tips from everyone. And I would always notice he was always using his hands swiping his hands and this and that. And he pulled me aside one day and I said, why, why do you do all that? He said, because they can't grab you, they can't hold you. And then all of a sudden, this piece of the puzzle starting coming together. And I started understanding that 
To be a great pass rusher and a great defensive player, you had to create separation between you and that offensive lineman so we could use the best asset that we had in our, our, our given um, uh, athletic ability, and that's your ability to be able to run. You create separation, uh, not allowing them to grab you and hold you. You get your hip past their hip, it's over. What current player out there in the NFL or players that you look at and think, wow, what a game. I really, I really like watching this guy play. Guy plays the right way. This guy, Von Miller, does things like a DB. Freakish. He's yeah. like a blitzing DB. He's special. But the one that's just defensive tackle-wise, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I Mike don't know I, if he's seen Mike many, if anybody Sunday, like him. So. Yeah. But if you, if you look at it, the one common denominator that these guys possess is creating separation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't so run to dark. So they can, so they can run. Yep. Not only that endurance, too. <clears throat> yeah. Separation and endurance. These guys don't stop. Yeah. But I'd say Khalil, I'd say obviously JJ, not just for the early part of his career, but yeah. coming back from the injuries. I agree with you with, with the names you just, you just mentioned. Uh, Khalil, Vaughn, Aaron, and JJ's had a, a incredible. an incredible career yes. a, as well. Those four names right there are the ones that have been most impressive yep. over the last, uh, I'd say, seven or eight years. A lot of great players out sure there. Sure is. And, but you know, I think that the great thing about, you know, sitting here with you guys is that um, it's love and respect. Love and respect. It's like that room in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You yeah. walk in every year and you say, everyone in this room has a reason to feel pretty good about themselves. Yeah. Uh, but the respect in the room is everything. One thing we didn't talk about, we talked about it prior to the shoot, quarterbacks. Yeah. Who's your favorite quarterback yeah. to sack? Uh, uh, Who's the favorite quarterback? We got to get that out there. Who's we, your yeah, favorite we, quarterback we, to sack? We, we had this discussion before you guys started filming. <laughs> and none of us at this table like quarterbacks. None. None. Not even our own quarterback on our own team. <laughs> I love Jim Kelly. But I don't like quarterbacks. It's just as simple as that. I will tell you this. Eli, I love Eli Manning. Yeah. Can't say that I really was in love with the other quarterbacks we had. They were nice guys, cool. But I never liked the quarterback on another team. Right. I, you know, I, and some of them, we're, we're friends now. We're right. cool. Well, but hey, Yeah, Mike, Howie, we hit them. We didn't, we, but we didn't communicate with them. They weren't, we didn't socialize. There wasn't any social media. No. We're doing off-season vacations together. We're going to get a boat. Uh, yeah, you know what? No, no, that's crazy that. to me. That's crazy to me. That. I can't do that. No, that's, can't the do old, that. that's the old man stories now. I mean, yes, was, get off the lawn. There was, there was no cell phones and it was, No, there was no computers or internet. No, we had to walk up here to get to school, up here to get communication. No communication. But yeah, I, would on my lawn, I was yeah. not one. I couldn't do that where I'm going to, you know, be vacationing with dudes, helping you all. It always bothered me. Even when I see him help him off the ground, I'm like, let him use his own energy to get up. That makes him more tired. <laughs> like, it's certain things that do bother me. But I, quarterback, I love the sack. First of all, all of them. Right, yes. that's But correct. McNabb, for me, yeah. I think was, because it's just Philadelphia. Yeah. I agree with you. It's it's really, it's it's a kind of a, a faceless you know, position, mm -hmm. just whoever the quarterback is. But John Elway being in the division, having to chase him around at that ski resort up there in Denver for most of my <laughs> adult life. Yeah. yeah, for me, it was Elway and Marina. Um, both of those guys. Dang they it were quick. Yeah, they, well, he had the quickest release oh my yeah. gosh. in that era of football. Unbelievable. Uh, it was just extraordinary. You see, the trend is we all pick the guys that are kind of in our division we see the most, but 
I mean, so yeah, Tom Brady was a guy I, I saw a lot, sacked the most of my career. I always tell everybody, like they Roger. ask you that. Like, they all it's taste hard, like hard, chicken, man. Hard I not like to like Tom. Like, it doesn't matter. I tell you, got to tell you one story about Phil Simms. Go we ahead, got time, right. one story. I'm standing there for the uh, Super Bowl MVP thing, right? I'm standing there talking to John Riggins, and Phil Simms looks at me and says, I thought about you this morning, Randy. And I, I said, what are you th- thinking about me for? He says, see this cut on my chin? He had a big cut there on his scar on his chin. He says, you did that to me. He says, every time I nick it, he says, I think, I think you. about you. In <laughs> <laughs> not those exact words, yeah, I'm well, sure. No, yeah, well, yeah. And we're playing him one time, and I remember the play when it happened, because he was on the ground. He was going, ah, ah. <laughs> and I, 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 I had some choice words. I said, hey, you big sissy, get up. And he got up and he threw the football at me and he called me a, a bad word. That's, yeah. I want to go hug him. I said, oh, I like you. Phil is Phil's tough guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a tough guy. Yeah. I always liked you. How has the game changed now? From what you knew, from what you, from what you experienced, to what you watch now? You know, to me, the game is still <clears throat> who wins the line of scrimmage, right? You watch a football game. I mean, big plays obviously play a, play a part in it. But the team that wins the game up front usually wins the football game. And that hasn't changed in forever. Now, the rules are different. Yeah. You know, I watch a football game. I know the referee's name. I don't like that. I don't like knowing the referee's name. I, I want to know the football guy's name. But, uh, you know, that's changed, the way, that, the way the rules. You know, guys get up off the ground looking, hey, how come I didn't get a penalty? You know, we never had that. I think the game has changed. They're in nickel 70% yeah. of the time. It's, it's rushed the quarterback. The run game is not quite as important. And the situation substitutions. I mean, how many snaps you get in a year on average? Eight, eight, nine hundred? I don't know. <clears throat> I never came out of the game. I think it was, yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah, now it's probably way down. Yeah, it's way down. Yeah. 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 One of the things I always did was I was always going to be in better shape. There you go. Yes. I was going to be in go. better shape yeah. than the other guy. I was going to beat him with my mind. I was going to beat him mentally every day during the week. So when that fourth quarter came around, yep. when everything <laughs> counted, he's going to be tired, and I'm going to start beating him. We may play even for three quarters, but when that fourth quarter comes, I'm winning the fourth quarter. And that was a philosophy I used and a model that I built, and I plugged that in for 14 years, and it yeah. worked. Yeah. And one thing I would never do, like Stray was talking about, you know, you th- you're at that point where you're about to pass out and die, but he was never going to see that. That's right. Like, I was hurting. I wanted to die. My eyes were on the back of my head. <laughs> when, when, you, when you could hear yourself breathing, you know, you get that loud breath in your, in your ears, like, but... He wouldn't know it and just stand there and stare at him. Yeah, how many times Hope my I don't kids pass are, out fall on my face. My kids have heard me say that. But, but you're, you're 100% right about that. I always thought to myself, how can I be a smaller than him? That big 300-something pound guy, he's going to get yeah, tired before yeah. I get tired. Oh, absolutely. That's right. And I knew for me, as far as you talking about power and bullfrog, I wasn't a big guy. Right. I mean, earlier in my career, I was bigger, but I was a manufactured big guy. Right. If you have power in leverage, your game, leverage. and you understand the game, you have leverage, yeah. then you can work off of power. If you're a finesse guy, you just run around the edge, you never display power, one, at some point, you're going to lose some speed. 
And that guy's gonna beat you to that to that and contact spot, you, yeah. and it catches up to you. So What's you that have that Springsteen to... song. You ever seen a one-trick pony? Then you see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's you got to develop something off of power. So my game was based off power, just for that fact, for the case of longevity. But I used to just power to the point of where I just wanted to take your soul. I wanted to take your will. I wanted <laughs> to look you in your eye. And we've all been to that point where you're on a guy so bad, you look in his eyes, and you realize he's he doesn't want to be there. It's still a game. It's, it's still a, a game feeling. of will. The one common thread is I want to be in better shape than everybody, and I want my 80th play to look like my first play. And, and that's when, you know, it's round 9, round 10, round 11, round 12, where you really make hay. And, and that's you, where the game's won. And you got to watch win. that film. Yeah, that's where you win. Got to watch that film in front of your teammates, and that was always the thing that would oh, always God. scare me to get in there and have them not see what, what you wanted them to see. And, and Fear. I mean, you yep. talk about fear. I mean, that, that motivated me my whole career. Not the fear where I'm scared I'm going to run away. Fear of failure. The fear I'm going to embarrass yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. The fear I'm going to let my coach down. Fear I'm going to let my teammates down. Yeah. I never wanted to go watch that film. You know, when they watched that film, I wanted them to see me going 110% yep. because Coach Landry would make an example out of me. And like Howie alluded to earlier, you know what? Once you get there, then you got to stay there. You got to stay it's, there. It's twice as hard. On you got to stay there because it's Thursday. expected of yeah. you. Yeah. And your coach expects it of you. Your teammates expect it of you. You got to maintain that level of intensity for your whole career. I mean, you, if you're going to be a great football player. And it's kind of a tortured existence from that standpoint. I don't think you really enjoy your career no. until after, after you're after done. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Fellas, it's been an honor and a privilege to sit at this table with you. NFL 100, 100 years of great football. I'm sitting at the table with legends who made it happen within those 100 years. All right, you guys, maybe we can do this next week. I'm In Montana. In Montana. Defensive lineman, yeah! D-line. Yeah! This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.